0: Let's look at at verses 19. Um, Then those who were scattered because of the the persecution that occurred in connection with Stephen made their way to Felicia and Cyprus and Antioch, speaking to no one except the Jews alone. But there were some men of Cyprus and Cyrene who came to Antioch and began speaking to the Greeks also preaching the Lord Jesus. And the hand of the Lord was with them, and a large number who believed turned to the Lord. And the news about them reached the ears of the church in Jerusalem, and they sent Barnabas off to Antioch. And when he had arrived, he witnessed the grace of God and rejoiced, and began encouraging them with all resolute of heart to remain true to the Lord. For he was a good and a good man and full of the Holy Spirit and faith and considerable numbers were brought to the Lord. And he left Tarsus to look for Saul. And when he had found him, he brought him to Antioch and for an entire year they met him with the church they met with the church, taught considerable numbers, and the disciples were first called Christians in Antioch. We were real we're going to talk about Peter today, but it's a story and and then then Peter leaves Acts we don't hear from him anymore but we're really fixing to keep Paul in high gear but so far we've heard him in Acts 9 and we heard from him in this little passage Art talked about last week in Acts 11 so I want to do a little preview right quick this morning about that time that covers 14 years Sometimes when we read Scripture, we 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 say, "Well, it's right quick," or, "But this was 14 years." So I'm, I'm going to dim the lights and let Art um, talk about that just a minute, and I'll say something. And we'll go from there. You got it in front of you if you want to follow.
1: And basically, it's just worthwhile to um, just kind of walk through this just to get a little perspective. <coughs> Over on the far left, we have uh, where he was born, uh, around 5 A.D. Uh, this was uh, after the birth of Christ, of course. Uh, you remember uh, Paul says he appeared to me last as one untimely born. You know, he was he was uh, born after uh, Jesus' uh, resurrection. Uh, I'm sorry, after Jesus' birth, and he didn't he didn't know the Lord until. Uh, after Jesus' resurrection. So he was born in 85, moved to Jerusalem as a youngster. Uh, a few years later, we talked about how he was trained at an early age. Here we are approximately when he was 10, according to this timeline. Trained as a Pharisee under Gamaliel, who was um, the, probably the most preeminent rabbi of the day. Then we have AD our best estimate of Jesus' death. And then... The events and acts kick up very shortly after that of course and we have about a year later Stephen Stone and and Paul was saved. Um, Then we hear that for a period of time it says Paul goes to Arabia and then back to Damascus and we talked about that. Uh, Elsewhere in scripture I think it talks about how long he was in the desert but um, again the timeline gets a little fuzzy here. Then we hear according to this reference, uh, almost AD 37. So uh, about four years after the resurrection he meets Peter and James in Jerusalem and now goes to Tarsus and then we have this long 14 year time span as we're talking now and then Barnabas says, you know what? These people need some teaching and he goes to find Paul. And then they minister there for a season, go to Antioch and then on to Jerusalem. So here we have this pretty long time span from we're gonna be talking about, you know, and Acts is often, the latter half of Acts is often broken up into the various missionary journeys of Paul. We're fixing to talk about the first missionary journey in the next chapter or two, but a lot, a lot has happened. It wasn't like Paul gets saved and then hits the road. Uh, 14 years of study and learning and the Holy Spirit teaching him and uh, all that sort of stuff is happening and then he uh, starts to uh, go on those journeys for which he is most famous.
0: Okay. We'll, we'll pick that up as Art mentioned next week with his first missionary journey and I don't want to spend time going over this little thing, but understand that Scripture moves real quickly, and as Art said, that 14 years from the time that he was saved until until uh, uh, until he was uh, went to Jerusalem with Barnabas to take the funds for for uh, what he uh, the the people in Jerusalem that were needed because of the, the famine. All right, chapter 12. <clears throat> this is always a trick. Stan told me how to do it. Okay. <clears throat> now, about that time, Herod the king laid hands on some who had belonged to the church in order to mistreat them. Okay, before... This time all the mistreating of the church had been done by the Jews. And that was uh, that was the way it was. Now we've interjected the political thing. Herod. Now I gave you this sheet from gotquestions.org. Let's talk about Herod a minute. Uh, um, there are several men in the New Testament first paragraph referred to as Herod. These Herods were a dynasty, uh, part, partly heredity and partly a line of the Edomite rulers over Israel during the days of the Roman Empire. Now that word that I'm not pronouncing correctly <coughs> is the Edomites. That's a Greek term for the Edomites. Now who were the Edomites? Esau's offspring. So here we have Jacob's offspring and Esau's offspring and through the years, Herod, they they have massive areas of land and when the New Testament opens up, this is where they are. Now in Ezra chapter 1, verses 1 and 2, Ezra went to the king of Persia and says, I would like to go back and rebuild the temple. And he said, go. He let them go. And, and the Jews went back and they started rebuilding the temple. It was nothing at all like the edifice that, so- that Solomon had built years ago. But, these the statement up here, they were partly uh, appointed during the days of Israel, during the Roman Empire. They, these uh, Herods were there, and and they, one of the big deal was it says if you keep peace with the Jews, you're doing okay. We'll leave you alone as 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 you keep peace with them. So Herod knew that temple worship was a big deal so he redid the temple now weeks ago I passed out a thing of the temple 35 acres the temple itself was 7 acres what Ezra did was minuscule to what Herod built there Herod the Great Herod the Great and so they knew the Jews the line of Herod knew the Jews very very much now look down to the fourth paragraph and we have Herod Agrippa I who was the grandson of Herod the Great and he was who persecuted um, the church in Jerusalem we're going to talk about that in just a, a minute the last paragraph we have Agrippa's son Herod Agrippa II, and then when Luke talks about him in chapter 26, he drops the line of Herod and just calls him King Agrippa. So, these guys were in favor with Rome for a long, long time. But soon after, Agrippa II, they fell out of favor, and the New Testament doesn't talk anymore about the Herods. But Rome is very much there. So, have I confused you? Any questions about Herod, King Herod, Herod the Agrippa? This is this Herod that we're fixing to talk about in Acts 12 is Agrippa the first, and he's he comes from a long line, ultimately back to Esau. So that's interesting thing. Put that in your in your history book there somewhere, and we'll go from there. Okay, verse 1. About the time Herod the king laid hands on some belonging to the church in order to mistreat them and had James, the brother of John, put to death with a sword. Hold your finger right there and go to Matthew 10 right quick. Real quick. And this is a refresher. Matthew 1st book in the New Testament. Matthew 10 chapters two, uh, verses 2 and 3 Now the names of the twelve apostles, apostles were these First Simon who is called Peter and Andrew his brother and James the son of Zebedee and John his brother Philip Bartholomew, Thomas Matthew the tax collector James the son of and 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 Thaddeus, Simon the Zealot, and Judas Iscariot (coughs) from Scutum. So, the James we're talking about today is John's brother, the sons of Zebedee, who the Lord called sons of thunder. So, back to Acts 12. they had James the brother of John put to death with a sword this is the first martyr of the, of the, of the, of the disciples now Stephen was the first martyr of the Christian church but, but James was the first more martyr of the disciples the first one to die who was the last one to die? his brother John James died first in 44, and we'll we'll tell you about that later, uh, how we know that. And, and then John died um, much later, after he wrote the book of Revelation. So here we have here we have the state stepping in, and he killed John, James, excuse me, with a sword. Verse 3 this is typical politics when he saw it pleased the Jews he proceeded to arrest Peter also now it was during the days of unleavened bread it was during Passover and, and he, he sought to keep the Jews happy that's the very same thing they had done when Jesus was killed they released said you want Barabbas or you want Jesus he said let Barabbas go kill Jesus crucify him and so here we are at Passover and they they had killed uh, James already but they seized Peter to kill him verse 4 when they seized him, they put him in prison, delivering him to four squads of soldiers to guard him, intending after the Passover to bring him out to the people. So Peter was kept in prison, but prayer for him was being made fervently. Well, we're fixing to have a, a story here. About uh, about Peter, and like I said, it's the last time we'll hear from him in Acts. And and as Art has said, we wrestle with how to present these stories, so we're just going to tell it, okay? And I've chosen to read from the message, which is a which is a, a paraphrase, but but it's uh it's interesting. So if you want to follow, you can faint, can. If you just want to listen to me, that's okay too. We'll pick up in verse 5. At the time Peter was under heavy guard and in the jailhouse, the church prayed for him most strenuously. The time came for Herod to bring him out to kill. That night, even so to two soldiers, one on either side, Peter slept like a baby. There were guards at the door keeping their eyes on the place. Herod was taking no chances. Suddenly there was an angel at his side, light flooding the room. The angel shook Peter and got him up. Hurry! The handcuffs fell from his wrist. The angel said, Get dressed. Put your shoes on. Peter did then grab your coat and let's get out of here (laughs) Peter followed him but didn't believe it was really an angel he thought he was dreaming Past the first guard then the second then they came to the iron gate that led to the city it swung open before him they were out in the street free as a breeze at the first intersection the angel left him going his own way that's when Peter realized it was no dream. I can't believe this has really happened. The master sent his angel and rescued me from Herod's vicious little production and spectacle the Jew, Jewish mob was looking forward to. Still shaking his head in amazement, he went to Mary's house, the Mary who was John Mark's mother. The house was packed with praying friends he knocked on the door in the courtyard and a a young woman named Rhoda came to see who it was she recognized his voice Peter's voice she was so excited and eager to tell everyone that Peter was there she forgot to open the door and left him standing in, in the street but they wouldn't believe her dismissing her dismissing her report you're crazy they said She stuck with her story, insisting they still wouldn't believe her and said it must be his angel. All the time Peter was standing outside the street, knocking away. Finally they stood up and saw him and went wild. Peter put his hands up and calmed him down. He described how the master had gotten him out of jail and then said, Tell James and the brothers what happened. And he left and went off to another place. Tell James. We just talked about a James that was killed. This was the Lord's brother. This is the guy that just wrote the book of James that we just got to (coughs) study. Tell James and the brother. And he went another way. look right quick in Acts chapter 4 hold your finger there and then go to Acts chapter 5 being in jail wasn't any big news for Peter (laughs) he'd been there before and also also the men the the rest of the disciples in chapter 4 we we went through this look at verse 1 and as they were speaking to the people the priest and the, of the captain of the temple guard and the Sadducees came to them being greatly disturbed because they were teaching the people and proclaiming to Jesus the resurrection from the dead and they laid their hands on him and pulled him in jail until the next day for it had already eaten so put him in jail they, they knew jail And on verse five, on on the next day they brought them out. Okay, now look at verse chapter five, verse seventeen. But the high priest rose up along with his associates, that is the sect of the Sadducees, they were filled with jealousy. They're laying hands on the apostles and put them in a public jail. During the night the angel of the Lord opened the gates of the prison, taking them out. Out, he said, go stand and speak to the people in the temple and the whole message of the life of God. The, the whole message of his life. For hearing this, they entered the temple and about daybreak began to teach. And the rest of the chapter says, How did this happen? <laughs> anyway, they uh, they said, Well, they're out there in the courtyard. We don't know how they got there, but there they are. But so being in prison That wasn't any big deal. God had delivered them. So, Peter, he said, I might as well get a good night's rest. I don't know what the Lord's got, but something's going to happen. James could have said the same thing. James was killed. One unique difference. Look at verse 5 chapter 12 so Peter was kept in prison but prayer for him was being made fervent by the church to God prayer was made fervent prayer changes things folks it makes a difference James, the book that we just read, chapter 5, says the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. The church was praying, just like you did a few minutes ago. Praying for Peter. Maybe they put too much stock in the fact that God was going to release James. Or maybe Herod just took him and they didn't know about it until he was in jail. But he chopped his head off. When they arrested Peter, things started getting really, really serious. And you know, folks, there's times we pray. And there's times we get serious with our prayer. There are times when we say, Lord, I really mean it. I think I've told you this story before but back in my home church I got a, was on the deacon board and <clears throat> got a phone call one day from the pastor he says we're going to have a special prayer meeting at such and such a time one of our ladies has asked the deacons to pray for healing this is the first and only time I've been asked to do this we came, and we met the choir room as I remembered, and the lady was there. She had been diagnosed with breast cancer, and this has been 40 years ago. And and she says, "I want the people to pray for me, the men of the church to pray for me." Brother Ben was smart. He said, "Guys, you need to get right because we're going to pray for this lady in a few minutes." he said the whole church is yours but he says you go find someplace and you pray and you get your heart right and then when you come back we're going to pray for this lady she had her surgery the mass was not there they did I'm a mastectomy anyway but the mass wasn't there I don't know but we pray as James said to pray we got serious about the thing of prayer and there comes some times in our lives when we need to get serious about praying serious about praying Pastor Larry's got two things that's burdened his heart right now number one is evangelism us winning the loss the next is making this congregation a praying church a praying church so that's where we are here so to pick up in this a little bit look at verse 17 Peter motioned with his hands to be silent he described to them how the Lord had led him out of prison and he said report these things to change in the brethren he didn't take one ounce of credit but he gave every bit of it to the Lord the Lord did this he had a squad of soldiers they were four squads associated with him two men handcuffed to either side and two men at the entrance of his cell. Herod knew what had happened before. He said, I'm going to double up on this. I don't know what happened. <laughs> <They clears throat> but the Lord told Peter, come on. As the message says, let's get out of here. His angel. And he did. All right. <clears throat> Verse 18. Now the next, next day came there was no small disturbance among the soldiers of what could happen to Peter now when Herod had searched him not found him he examined the guards and ordered them to be led away for execution and he went down from Judah to Caesarea we know more here of Peter after verse 18 19 Peter is gone So now we pick up with Paul. We have another little story. We'll tell you next week about Herod. Then, chapter thirteen, we start as Art mentioned on his first missionary journey, and that's on the map that I gave you. Bring your map back next week for sure, and we'll talk about that. Herod, ancient God's people praised, and a miracle happened. I trust you all have a great week and if you want to know what your Sunday school lesson is going to be on, it's going to be on the rest of chapter 11 and chapter 12 next week. Let's pray. Father, we thank you.